0: If you have too many thoughts whirling through your head and need to settle down, get to know your magnificent mind. We let our brains run the show, but the real juice is in finding your true nature far beyond your intellect. Welcome to A Magnificent Mind, with Jan Christensen and Marnix Powells. Join us today on a journey to discover your magnificent and endlessly powerful mind and settle down to your real potential. Now, here are your hosts, Jan and Marnix.
1: Hi, this is The Magnificent Mind, a radio show about slowing down to the speed of life, connecting to your true nature. And deeply, deeply, deeply enjoying the result. My name is Marnix. My co-host is Jan. And today we are creating episode ten. Now um, we decided on the topic just before this recording, and we're gonna talk about and explore surrendering and acceptance. And just be, just before I hit the uh uh, recording button you said that is very important jan good morning by the way good morning
2: yes yeah that's a big topic surrendering and acceptance and i think it comes in in small amounts you kind of surrender and accept and then you learn a little more and you again surrender and accept i think it's ongoing And it's at deeper levels. But it's important to acknowledge it and to lean into it. Surrendering and acceptance. And what, what it really means is, um, to me anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, it means dropping away a lot of your beliefs and judgments and accepting that wisdom can carry you. Wisdom will keep you safe. And just surrendering to that.
1: You say accepting that wisdom can carry you. Uh, The thing is, is that the same as believing that wisdom can carry you? Because when we talk about acceptance and um, surrender and people people who listen right now maybe some people would love to surrender like oh yeah yeah I'd like you know uh, it would make life so much uh, uh, more fun and so much easier if I was able to surrender to not stay in control all the time to not worry all the time to let go of my ideas about how everything should go but how do we do that so if we, if we explain that to people and say well acceptance is just acceptance accepting that there is something bigger at stake, there's something bigger that is guiding us and that is living us. It still, this still doesn't really sound like a very practical thing. Can we make it practical? Because I, I, I was while you were talking, I were, you, you know, explaining your way of looking at this. I was reflecting at the same time about what is, what does it actually mean? And I had no idea what surrendering means, or what acceptance means, or how we do it. But then I thought, well, I am not too worried about that. And all of a sudden I realized that I was accepting the fact that I didn't know. Right? Which is what
2: it's all about. Yeah. Because we we know so very little. We try to believe that we know it all, but we don't. What actually goes on and And how things really work. We know so little about. But it's important to to accept. And to have faith. And to believe in, in something. To find your own truths. And I think the truth that we have found. Is that there is an intelligence behind life. And that it will It will carry you, it will show you a path, it will give you answers, if you will
1: accept it, if you will believe it. Now, we're we're, we're caught in a a circle, because what you actually say is, well, in order to accept, you have to accept that there is this and this and this and this. And it still doesn't (laughs) sound really helpful. Yeah, okay. Well, I know now, you know, I, I love to accept, but is it, is acceptance? Is, is it, is it like, is that an activity? Is it something you can sit on the couch and then you take, uh, now I'm, the next two minutes I'm going to accept? What do you do? Where, where is your, where's the power of the individual in accepting? And I'm, I'm, I'm just posing this question in order to get some clarity around it for myself too because uh, experientially I kind of know what it means to accept it's, it, it's more of a non-grabbing more of a non-sticking uh, it's more of a, of a realization that this this urge to control and to, to fight and to be in charge doesn't get us anywhere and realizing that and by realizing that it kind of loses its power It, it it's not as attractive anymore it's not as and and that for me feels like accepting but accepting is not not something like you know tying your shoelaces like you can like you can do it from a to z like there is a linear way it's it's it seems to me that it's more of a of something that you can learn to become familiar with something that starts to make sense within you so either you try to hold on to stuff and you grab on to stuff and somewhere along the line somewhere in your life that starts to make you feel very miserable and just one day you stop doing that and then you realize when you don't do that there is a little bit of freedom and a little bit of
2: space yeah yeah And that gives you the opportunity to then maybe have a little bit more faith. When you, when you feel that, that bit of space that can come up just from um, not feeling like you have to be in control all the time and you have to know exactly what your next step is and what your future is, to let go of that. And to believe that if you listen... To the wisdom that comes up inside you. You'll have you'll you'll be guided down a path that that will be, probably, much better than anything you could dream up. Stop feeling like you have to figure it all out and kind of let it unfold. Because it's the figuring out and the planning that really screws us up. To feel like we have to. Um, Know where life is going and know what we want and know what we expect out of the future. Because no matter how much we try and plan for all that, we can't. We can't do that. We can't plan it
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I think, a very important uh, point you make there is that the um, the total uh, improbability of us knowing any knowing where life will take us the the the, the idea that we have all the uh, the pieces of the puzzle so we can make the, the puzzle like you know we always have this idea oh, yeah. that because it's 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 really hard to 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 realize, although it's very very easy to see, that we look at life, we look at we look at our, our lives and and, and we, we we carry our lives in our heads, you know. That's what it is. We have a story about who we are, where we come from, what, what, what we've gone through, what we've learned, and, and then where we go, where we want to go. And we think it's our responsibility. We have to do stuff. And we also think that when we do stuff, other stuff will happen will happen but now many times that is not true and the other thing is that while we are working on the stuff that we want to happen want to see happen many other people are also working on stuff and hoping stuff and dreaming stuff and trying to get stuff done which maybe interfere with the stuff we want to get done now when you start to think about that that the whole world might be be looking for something that we are not everything becomes so complicated all of a sudden because all these ideas and dreams and 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 paths we we dream about and we hope we will able to travel they they cross and they interfere and so there's so much that we don't know in any given moment and we think that we know everything because we google a lot or we know everything because we have our <laughs> memories or because we studied something. So in our mind, it seems like we carry this, this mental luggage that gives us an appearance of safety and re- reliability. Like we can trust that. Like, okay, I know this. Like when, when COVID started, all of a sudden, many people said, oh, life is so insecure. And I know, and we know, never know where it's going to, where it's going to go and never and nothing is the same anymore and life is you know so unpredictable but that is has always been the case it has always been that way but because we we numb ourselves with all the stories we have about our future we can park this insecurities like i know this i have this career i have this wife we'll have these children i buy this car next year and then i take this holiday and maybe i'll lose couple of kilos and we have this whole narrative about who we are where we are where we are going and this narrative keeps us safe mentally it's like okay because we have the narrative we believe the narrative we kind of know where life will take us take us and then the narrative gets fucked up by a virus (laughs) and then we all of a sudden (laughs) yeah it's like all of a sudden we realize that maybe All I, uh, everything I thought thought about, about myself and my role in the universe and in life and and about everybody else, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's not as fixed as I thought it was. And then there's so much insecurity. And then the fear
2: comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Because all that planning and that uh, making things sit in the right place so that the future will look okay and be the way we want it to be Every all that is just kind of tossed in the air and people are, are left at a, a feeling of being back at square one of oh I have to plan all that again well you don't you don't have to plan it you didn't have to plan it in the first place you certainly don't have to plan it again you can just take off from the moment surrender into the idea that wisdom will
1: carry you and see where it takes you but how do you how do you surrender (laughs) in such a way that that you know that wisdom will carry you how do you know that well how do i know
2: that or how do you do that which question both
1: well yeah (laughs) well take the one you like or the one you find most complicated and you don't want to answer i would like like that one (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well being that we know nothing taking off from that point of view um, you, you just have to believe you have to have a strong belief I think in, in knowing that first of all knowing that you can't plan the future I've tried that many times it doesn't work never unfolds the way you think it's going to. So you might as well drop that one, drop the belief that you can plan your future. And think more along the lines of letting letting wisdom carry you. And I know that sounds kind of wishy-washy, letting wisdom carry you. But whenever you are unsure of what to do, if you settle down in your head, you can ask wisdom you can ask the question inside your, your head what should i do next and then get quiet and there's usually going to be an answer that comes to you and that can be your guide as long as it feels good inside you can you can go with that and it means that you don't have to do all that hard work and all that slugging of trying to have a plan and then trying to keep that plan I'm trying to make everybody behave in ways that are going to help you keep that plan none of that works and it's easy Mostly. for me to say it but
1: well in a way human it, we all yeah well, it maybe it is easy now but it wasn't always easy for you to say this right but the thing is right when we talk about stuff like this and you say well follow your wisdom it might sound like, and I think people who are listening to this to this show are probably not engineers who are married to their intellect, and with, you know, it, I, I guess the the average listeners is already interested in in stuff that is a little bit less uh, tangible or in form, um, and still for people who are a bit skeptical about following your. God, and we talked about this in another episode when we talked about intuition everybody has in has had an experience in their life at least once but most of us many times where we were caught in the idea that we had to come up with an answer to a specific question and we didn't it just we, we we didn't manage to to come up with something, and it was such a difficult thing, and such a difficult decision, and we had to make the right choice, and it was so complicated, and we and it and it consumed us for days, and then all of a sudden we, we kind of dropped it for for just a little while, and then out of nowhere came the answer that immediately felt good. Now you can. You know, where does it come from? The, it's not your head. You tried. You tried your head. You tried, you gave your head, you gave your head the, 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 the job to do it for a couple of days. Your head couldn't figure it out. Google couldn't figure it out. It was only when you let go of it that that all out of nowhere the answer came and you immediately knew that it's the right answer. So how does that work? So there is something in us, both that is connected to this, potential of coming up with answers it's not our brain and we are able to recognize the validity the power the 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 potential of the answers we get now just imagine that you get curious about that that phenomenon and because it's not only when you gave your brain the 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 job and he didn't figure it out for a couple of days that this bigger wisdom of life helps you out it's always there so surrendering in a way means deliberately connecting to this bigger wisdom right
2: yeah yeah you explained it so well it it means letting go of all the hard work too Don't have we don't have to do the hard work of trying so hard to think through what we know about the situation and come up with the right answer. To recognize that is pretty mind blowing that we don't have to do that hard work. Simply by letting it go and getting quiet,
1: the answer will come through. It's so simple and and trusting that and you don't even you don't even have to get quiet all the time you can also just live on like you just to put it on the back burner you just leave it alone for a while you don't have to sit on the couch in a meditative pose you don't have to do all of that although i started doing it right <laughs> a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. I, st- I started to meditate or it started to s- sit in stillness out of nowhere this was the same wisdom that kind of nudged me into this direction. I said, maybe, maybe, how about, Marnix? How about you take some time off from all your thinking? How about you take some intellectual vacation? You know, you, well, what I, what I mean is mm-hmm. f- take some time off from the intellect. And there was no goal involved. It was not like, I tried meditation for many years and, and the goal was always to get to to get somewhere, like to get quiet, to get enlightened, to get to get get away from worry, and now it was fr- from a, from a from a from from a a, a, a sense of curiosity, and also from uh, an appreciation for myself, because what I've seen over the last two and a half weeks while I've been spending some time in silence and in in quietude, that slowing down gives you such an enormous amount of fresh perspective on life again. Slowing down helps you to see things clear again that you weren't able to see when you were so sped up in your head and you're, mind was constantly pretending that it knows where to go. It doesn't. Your mind is full of shit. And we know that it always (laughs) comes up with, with these solutions that don't go anywhere. It's so true. And we have all these goals and
2: these uh, ideas that we have to have written on a piece of paper, the goals and when they should be achieved. And when you drop all that away and you just, as you say, take a little vacation from thinking and trying to, trying so hard to work things through and to plan things out. Take a little break from that, meditate a bit, or do what your preference would be. Things can just fall into place in such a different way and so easily without all that hard work that gets you nowhere.
1: Then the mind says, this is a very bad idea. <laughs> I, I, I always compare the mind with, with the butcher who ha- has all these, these advertising on his window outside the butcher and on advertising on the posters, he said, meat is healthy or meat is good for you. You wouldn't trust that. You wouldn't think that's a very objective statement. But the mind is like that. The mind is huge fan of itself so whenever people get interested in cutting loose from the mind at least a little bit not not being so enamored with what the mind says just investigate if there's any other possibility in life than constantly following the mind the mind is always the first one well, maybe in the beginning, it it it, find, it says, oh, it's interesting because there's it's just a new thing that the mind can be occupied with. So it's like, yeah, okay, let's try this. But as soon as it starts to work, as soon as we start to feel at least a little bit of freedom around the thinking or from the thinking, the mind gets back to us. And all of a sudden, it's a pretty bad idea. No, well, yeah. It's all good, this meditation stuff and this e- not not being interested in the ego stuff, but don't take it too far because you need me, you know, you need me, you know that, <laughs> and then you ask, "Sorry, okay, yeah, you're right."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your personal mind wants yeah. you wants you so badly to to only listen to what your brain knows, the knowledge that you've acquired through the books that you've read, and I don't know why it doesn't want us to go to that place where our spiritual self will will take the lead. I, I'm not sure why that is the case, but it sure is true that our ego wants our ego wants us to keep our ego wants us to be in that state of trying, always trying to work things out and trying to think oh, really hard.
1: It's it, what I've, and our
2: I've heard mind. about
1: this. Yeah, it, it seems to be, and, and I think that's a very plausible explanation. It seems to be a, a, an evolutionary thing where the ego mind is just uh, cultivated in the way it is to keep, in order to, to keep us safe. And, and, and in order to keep us safe, it has to keep uh, uh, us vigilant and alert. And in order to keep us vigilant and alert, it just makes up all these problems all day long. So worry is actually an evolutionary answer to danger. Because we're worried and we're anxious and we look around and we don't trust the world. And this gave us an evolutionary advantage over, over people who were just dancing and singing in the meadow and who didn't give a shit about danger. They were the first ones being eaten <laughs> alive by all the prehistoric animals. Or well, that was Yeah, there was a the- time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there was a time when the ego really needed to be there and put you in your fight or flight mode and and uh, keep you safe in that way. But why can't the ego see beyond? But the what ego can't see anything. Why the ego the is e- just
1: a it's, it's just a program, it's a form of programming. It's just a phenomenon. It's not a thing. The ego doesn't have eyes. The ego doesn't have a conscious. The ego is just just a way that we work as human beings. It's just a uh, like a, a specific piece of software that is there in place to to keep us safe but it's it, it it doesn't make sense anymore it's now in a world where it's way safer than it has ever been before it's kind of rendered itself not useless but it it's not as necessary as it as it was and it's just that all these systems they uh, they evolve very slowly right so uh, the brain evolves very slowly, so it's always behind on, like societal uh, developments, where, uh, where we are safer than ever, and we are, have a better healthcare than ever, and we have more uh, heating and and water and stuff like safer
2: shelter. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a primitive,
1: mm-hmm. a primitive system that's still uh, uh, rearing its yeah. ugly head.
2: Yeah, if it's a little program of the computer then we should be able to unprogram that
1: little program yeah well maybe we can talk a little bit about that uh, after the break because the break is coming up <laughs> so i'm really curious to see what we come up with when it comes to programming and we and we talk about more about surrender and uh, acceptance
0: us on Twitter at Voice TRN. get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's Voice America TRN if you are
1: ready to be inspired And the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Do you ever feel that life is overwhelming and your thoughts are all over the place? Do you always think you need more but feel less satisfied, no matter what? Are you looking for a little bit of clarity and peace and a whole lot of joy and playfulness? Join Jan Christensen and Mardix Powell's as they reveal the secret of the human experience to help you find your magnificent mind. A Magnificent Mind airs Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is A Magnificent Mind. To reach Jan Christensen, Marnix Powells, or their guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to mind at gmail.com. Now, back to
1: A Magnificent Mind. Hi, and welcome back to uh, the second part of Episode 10 of uh, A Magnificent Mind with Marnix and Jan. Jenna and Marnix, uh, the old couple... From all over the place. Um, Today we talk about uh, surrender or surrendering and acceptance. And these are these beautiful words and concepts and ideas. You know, did you read uh, the surrender experiment by uh, Michael Singer? Hmm. I haven't read that. That's a pretty pretty cool book. Uh, His his bestseller, of course, was uh, the Untethered Soul, um, which is. Completely about the, the 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 narrative in our mind and and how we're not the stories in our head and how we can create distance from there and how we can live uh, regardless of this story is going on or not and how we get a better healthier relationship and how we more, come more from the heart. It's a very familiar story to 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 all of us, but the surrender experiment is. From the same author, and, and describes his life. Why, why, when after he had an epiphany or or an enlightenment experience, he made the decision to only listen to his heart for the rest of his life. To to stop worrying, to stop trying to figure things out, to only listen to his intuition with everything he did, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing the things that this guy goes through all the things that you know he ends up with a billion dollar company uh, making computers that the whole world wants owning like acres and acres of lands which which just starts in a little plot somewhere that nobody wants and it's so inspiring this idea that he always because the thing is this michael singer guy is a really awesome dude by the way i really like him very much um he isn't as zoomed in as most of us are, right? In this situation, I know this, this is going to end bad. If I don't have the right solution for this, if I need that, 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 he's very zoomed out. He, 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 he knows that there's always a big picture. And although he doesn't know the big picture, you know, that that's the only thing that really counts. Not the things yeah, we I think that. we know. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he and he trusts this, and that's always very funny to say that. Yeah, I trust the universe. Like, oh really? Right, well, the because universe... it's <laughs> yeah, but
2: yeah, it's yeah. so intangible. It's it's so unhuman to take that
1: viewpoint. Well, it's, but, it's a little bit ridiculous um, to say that you trust the universe because it's says who? But you got to you, you've got
2: to. You've got yeah. to trust the the intelligence of the universe, and when you
1: don't trust it, that's when you lose your way. Well, it made that's us. That's when you get caught. It made us. Why why shouldn't we trust it? Like we like we know more than the creative force of everything that made us. No 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 <laughs> no. I'll take it from here. <laughs> you know, universe. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's that Relax, ego. Relax. You know? Yeah. And that's the ego for you. The ego knows more than the universe. The ego always knows more. And it's 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 ridiculous and it's arrogant, and it's also cute in a way. <laughs> it is kind of cute, but not to be listened to. And we do constantly. It's the only thing we listen to until we stop doing that, until we surrender, mm-hmm. until we accept that we are part of something bigger, that we are not, it's not just Jen and the universe, Marnix in the universe. No, no, no. Jen is the universe. Marnix is the universe. We are all this same energy in different forms, only there for the universe itself to experience what it is. The experience, the universe can experience itself through you, through your eyes. Through your body and it can experience itself through my eyes, which is completely different. So, the universe has all these ways of getting to know itself, and in the end, we, if we are lucky enough, we can see that and we can have a chance that. to live it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and then and all it is is by letting. Letting the energy flow. Well, which again it, is so it it flows anyway. <laughs> it flows anyway until we stop it and break it out. How do, how do, how do you stop? Turn it? it into something else. Yeah. Well, we must stop it with our ego. We we stop the natural flow of it. I think. I think we um, we create. We must create breaks in it. We do something with our ego. When we let our ego take over and think and plan, we do something to the energy. We affect it. We screw it up. We misdirect
1: it. At least in our experience, because we can never really fuck up the universe, right? It's a little bit too big and too powerful. But your natural flow, I think that's a cool thing to look at. That, that's exactly what it is. Surrendering is, is recognizing this natural flow. Is, is is realizing that when you stop um, betting on your intellect which is just a collection of, of 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 facts you 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 have seen all uh, throughout your life you know it's just it's a, it's a, it's a huge it's a, it's a nice computer but a computer can only works with everything, everything it knows And the universe itself, the wisdom that gives us the answers to to the questions we find very hard, knows way more, knows everything. It is everything. So this this natural flow is where we get to, maybe when we get so discouraged or so disappointed in our our, uh, intellectual mind, after listening to it for many years, after finding ourselves in all these situations where we feel completely miserable, and all of a sudden, somewhere along the line, we think, "I don't want to trust this anymore." And then there, Maybe. this flow of life is still is there. It was never not there. You just didn't see it. You were you had no eyes for it. You had no space to 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 feel it, to allow it to 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 f- to flow with it. And then things become so much. Easier and and more more uh, more effortless. Like, but the mind says no, that's... no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> they become so easy when you
2: when you surrender to the flow, surrender to the energy. It's uh, it's a phenomenal experience. I know that I have not experienced a lot of it in my life, but I have experienced some of it, and when the flow is going, and you're just letting it go, and uh, kind of leaning into the ideas that make your belly feel good, move in that direction. It's just so effortless. It's so easy. And there's these all these decisions and this tough stuff that we make ourselves do. We don't have to do any of that. It just effortlessly flows. You feel into the into an idea; it feels good. You go with it. So beautiful.
1: But but let's talk about the moments when it doesn't flow. But just let's be honest. You know, it's really cool when everything flows. It's really easy. We all know that. But there are a lot of times that it doesn't flow. There's just an, an honest uh, 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 observation. So what do we do when it doesn't flow? Yeah. Well,
2: I think first we acknowledge it. Oh, it's not flowing. I seem to be working pretty hard. What can I do differently? Um, Go back to the effortless way. (laughs) Go back to the effortless way of letting it flow. And it's not as simple and as easy as, as I'm saying, because... As humans, we're always battling with this. We're always fighting against it and believing that we know better and believing the idea that we've always been taught to think through what we know and work towards a solution. But that's, what, that's how we've lived our lives, believing that. So to put that aside and just completely move into the direction of letting the flow take you, letting the ideas form and, and come through as a thought in your mind and go with that. It's effortless and it's easy and uh, until we make
1: it hard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it comes with experience. That's That's what I've seen, you know. Because even when we know how it works in a way, even when we've experienced it many times, because I have mm-hmm. this, this effortless way of living where I just walk around all day long with a big smile on my face, where I, I have no problem in the world, not even something that comes close to. Everything is fine. And I have had that so many times in my life and I still get lost in the mind and even back even then when i'm sitting in my bed or waiting at the for the bus or having a coffee somewhere and i feel like shit and i feel like oh you no know, i and even then when i realize well you know you know the alternative you know what's also possible it's not that you can like switch it on at least i haven't found the switch yet you still get carried away with what the mind comes up with with the, with, with the new shitty scenario that it has prepared for you. But what I've seen over the years is that it's less scary. It loses mm-hmm. a lot of it's, it's, its darkness and its weight and its reality, although you still can be in it even a day or two days or 3 days you have to be we have to be honest about this and i think in the end it it, it i don't think it's the idea to be able to 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 get rid of all that but i don't even know what we're doing here anyway in the first place except for well living full stop but that's a whole, a whole other topic. But the experience helps us get a little bit more relaxed around it. Even, even, you know, and then you experience it and, and then you lost it and then you found it again and you find fine again and you're not worried at all. And then it's it's back again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no yeah. shit.
2: <laughs> but I, I think we suffer a little less each time. The length of it is a little bit less the severity, well, the severity can still be pretty severe, but the length of time that we go through this process gets smaller and less in length. And that's helpful because instead of having all that darkness come in and, and depression and feeling like you, you don't know what to do next and can't make a decision, instead of that lasting six months for it to last three days is so much more helpful. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was thinking that we're, we're so lucky in this time and this age and in this development of the brain and the universe. If you think back to not that many years ago, when our grandparents were living through their lives, they didn't have time for any of this thought. They just mm-hmm. worked their asses off. And I'm sure they felt depressed, but they didn't even have that much time to devote to that because they just worked. It was work from sunup till sundown in the fields, um, in the house, everybody just worked. And and if they felt like shit, well, they worked through that. And here we are in this time Mm -hmm. where we have the time to stop and to think and to work through some of this. It's pretty special It is that we've been given this, this time where we've got a roof over our head and, and um, things are fairly safe as far as wildlife because we're, we're in our homes and we're safe. And we don't have to go in the fields and work from 5 in the morning till 9 at night. And we don't have 10 children. You know, we've got time yeah. Yeah. to put towards this thinking and this, this uh, not thinking and figuring out, but we've got time to settle into quietness, to feel the wisdom and to learn about some of this stuff. It's pretty special.
1: It is It is. It is very special. This, this whole self-actualization thing is a luxury. And not only do we have the time, we also do have all the knowledge in the world available to us. That is also pretty mm-hmm. new. Like 100 years ago, when you wanted yeah. to read about spiritual stuff, well, you had to go look somewhere or, or, or all yeah. over the place to find something. You could find a book somewhere. Find somewhere maybe, to talk to. Maybe, yeah. or maybe that, yeah. And now all wisdom, all um, philosophies, all, all the things that any person in history ever thought about or figured out or put into a formula or an idea or a quote or a concept is available. So we have the time to study. We have the time to reflect. It's a complete luxury, like, you know, mental health issues. You, you, you couldn't afford that 100 years ago or 150 years ago. You know, people mm-hmm. felt miserable. Did you know that romance, romance, like the thing between two people, that is a fairly new thing as well. It's like we should, romance was invented like by a French poet. Before that, it was all practical. Like, okay, we live here. We live, you live close to us. That's very uh, helpful. Let's get married. You have a lot of money. I am very strong. We'll we have, we'll have uh, powerful kids. Let's get married. There was no, no romance, no soulmate, no, no stuff like that whatsoever. Everything was about efficiency. So, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know someone asked my grandma one time,
2: Flo, why did you marry Fred? And she said, I married him because he had red barns. He could afford to paint his barns <laughs> red. And that was why she married him.
1: Yeah. And now there we There was can, no time for... We can comprehend that idea searching. because... Yeah, because we're so... Far in the uh, the evolution of marriage and romance, that it doesn't make sense that people get married if they don't want to, uh, unless in these countries, of course, you have where people are, uh, where you have these arranged marriages, which which doesn't always uh, leads to disaster. By the way, if that's what you you know, maybe if 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 your parents. Uh, are very concerned about you having a good mate, and they and they really are careful in picking out the, the, the right partner. And that's what you know, well, it probably can lead to a, to a beautiful marriage. You know, because we fall in love all the time, get married all the time, and get divorced all the time. So the whole romance system is not flawless.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Although Hollywood it's tra- so interesting, wants us though. to believe that. It's-
2: yeah, it's so interesting that so much of this is new. And it's not a it's not much wonder that we're a little confused with it all, because it's so it's not only new to um the outside world, but it's new to the the brain and it's evolving in wisdom. It's
1: all unfolding right as we live through it. Well the thing is, and that's what I see right now, and you're saying this is that the brain is 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 behind everything that is evolving. The speed of of, of, of exponential speed of the of the, the the internet connections and the and the processing power, of computers and stuff like that. But the wisdom has never changed. Has always been there. So I think that's the only reliable place anyway to to go for in life. Um, yeah. You say uh, there has have, have been so many changes we know we know that the the, the, the the telephones with the with the with the dials you know you, have to, you put your finger in the hole and you <laughs> and you know up until like, the 70s <laughs> of the last century uh, homosexuality was regarded as a disease like it's a mental disease you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, 100 years ago uh, women weren't allowed to vote stuff like that and in the you know when you plot that on the the the, the history of mankind, it's such a tiny, yeah. a tiny uh, uh, piece where so many things have changed. But you're right. We 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 are in a, in in a position right now that we are we can afford to to reflect on things like what what, what am I doing here? <laughs> what you know? What, what is, is this the,
2: feeling? What do I do about this now?
1: Yeah. Why am I here? You know. Although the, the question of who am I is 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 very ancient. Because it's you know uh, thinking about life is not is not a new thing or reflecting on uh, the yeah. essence of who we are or the, the the source of life. You know, Descartes when he came up with I think therefore I exist. Was a, for that time, was a pretty deep um, uh, conclusion mm-hmm. he made. But, but mm-hmm. I think he, he, he skipped, he, he, he didn't go far enough because he, th- he said, Well, I exist because I think. But you have to exist before you even are, can be aware of the fact that you think. So the thing is that I'm conscious, therefore I know that I think. And I'm conscious, therefore, therefore I know that I exist. It's not because of me thinking. But going back to acceptance and surrender, um, do you think we ever reach the, the maximum around amount of surrendering that is possible for, for, for a person? That's a good question.
2: Only in death.
1: Uh, that seems to be the we'll ultimate lose our surrender.
2: Body.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the cool thing about we'll this lose our is body. that there, you, there's always space for more space. There's always room to to expand, to 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 get untangled from the idea that we are simply walking brains with all these restrictions. You can always see more, and then you forget about it. That's, what, that's how it has worked for me over the past eight years. I see a lot, then I forget about it, and I think I didn't see anything. And then when I get out of that period, that's, that's that thought storm that lasts for, for sometimes for a week or sometimes a month, I wake up, and then I and not only do I still have the insights I had before that, but I also have new ones so i take I, I get new insights new ideas new freedom around that and i walk around for a little for a little while completely happy and content with the new findings and then <laughs> then it's just only to to get a new episode of losing that again and waking up to it again mm-hmm. now when you have that a couple of times in a row you start to see that there's something going on there which is pretty helpful because it, it taught me that whenever I get lost in my head and about my role in life, my responsibility, what do I, What the fuck do I know? Why, am I, why do I even pretend to be a coach? Stuff like that. <laughs> I know that I've been there before. And I know that when I wake up from that daymare, that I'm fine again. This helps because when you're in it, it feels just a little bit less shitty. We 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 already covered this. This yeah, because you know, you know that you'll come out again. Yeah, yeah. And
2: that knowing is so important. And I think each each one of these levels, because they they are kind of well, levels is probably not the right word to use, but each one of these experiences where you go in and out of, of the terror of knowing nothing, coming back into the realization of knowing nothing, and that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. just a little deeper surrender. It's a little more dropping of beliefs and judgments. And that's good.
1: Yeah. That's all good. Yeah. So the acceptance itself becomes easier.
2: And loving yourself becomes easier.
1: Yeah. Now that's a difficult one for many people. It's a tough one. That seems to be one of the byproducts of this whole surrendering thing is, you know, realizing that everything really is the way it is and your shitty moods are also perfect in the grand scheme of everything. Although the mind who comes up with them in the first place always like, you know, blames you for that. Yeah. I I love the fact that there is so much more to accept. (laughs) That there's so much more to see. There's so much more to surrender. And maybe for some people, like Michael Singer, one day you just see the the, the the futility of everything and then you just you just drop it and leave it there. For most people we have this this seeing it, losing it, seeing it, losing it seeing it losing it but in this whole structure the the, the seeing become, becomes deeper and when you get out of it again mm-hmm. you, you kind of float a little mm-hmm. higher and after this yeah. and then you float higher still. And it becomes bigger and more expensive, more expanded and more fun. And then before you know it, you have a radio show. And before you know it, you are at the end of episode 10. (laughs) And you only have 10, (laughs) know what I'm saying, eight seconds before it's the end of the show. Thanks, Jen, for our conversation today. Really enjoyed it. And thanks for listening. This was fun. And um, we will be back next week. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to A Magnificent Mind. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.